0: This is a test of the Boundary Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to a rugby special of the Boundary Park Alert System with me, Matt Dean. It's just me this week. Andy is having dinner with uh, the Swiss ambassador in London, so he can't make it. And Sexy Dave Bradley is having problems with his recurring herpes, so he can't make it either. But that's okay, and even though the game was called off yesterday, there's still a story to be told from this weekend. The Latics, Travelling Faithful, were determined to make a day of it, or should I say one of them in particular was. So to tell us more, I'm delighted to welcome this week's guest co-host. He's the leader of the Booze Bus, and his name is Nathan Price, a.k.a. Binman. Hello,
1: BIM man How are you, mate? You okay, pal? Yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, good, cheers, pal, yeah. It's, you have uh, a good day out yesterday? Yeah, we didn't get
0: beat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, but it was an away game anyway, so we were, we were going to win, weren't we? Yeah,
1: just, of course you we know, were, yeah.
0: It's been deferred. Now, people will probably have seen on social media uh, the video of you um, making... You know, calling the shots, making an executive decision yesterday when you were on the road. So the the, the pictures uh, were also circulating. Of um, were you outside the was it which which pub were you, did you meet up at the at lower house. The lower house, right? So you yeah. stood outside the lower house. The uh, what time? Half seven. Half seven. Dark, yeah. cold January morning. Getting on a coach for a game that's having a pitch inspection at eleven. So you were obviously, you know, you were committed one way or the other, weren't you?
1: Well, we had to do it. I actually paid the coach ten minutes before the an inspection. Yeah, and right. So, so
0: non returnable. Me... You were going to lose your money.
1: Uh, <coughs> strictly not. No, actually, uh, no. Because I, if the game didn't go ahead, I would have yeah. got my money back. Oh, if okay. there would have been an inspection earlier, I could have yeah. waited. If it would have, I, ideally, I wish it was eight o'clock in the morning. Because I would have said to the lads, if it's on, get there now. Yeah.
0: yeah if it's yeah,
1: off, yeah. I'll give you all your money back. It's because right. we've gone and we've set off and we've, we've driven.
0: Of course. So, see so you all board the bus, as usual, with the hope in your heart that it's going to get announcers on. But I'm sh- I should imagine, deep down, <coughs> seeing all these other games go off, and knowing how cold it's been and everything, you were probably thinking, oh, there's not much chance of this. But you, you set off, and I guess... Uh, you found out en route that the game was off and yeah. you pulled you pulled into a service station, did you?
1: Well uh, uh, a guy uh, we booked into a pub to go down there, uh about ten minutes away from the ground. And the guy actually you worked for me at half ten until told it was off.
0: Right, right. So, so a lot better than that like,
1: morning. Uh, yes, and I thought, well, we're gonna pull in to the next services and talk from there. There was a few options lying around, but uh Danny Vermont spoke to Mark at Dawkins. Yeah. So they'd they'd let us in for discount for going down. But yeah. it's all the way down to London. And yeah, you know, it's I didn't really fancy doing it. It's a long way to go for a game that third play, you know, if it was about an hour away, I probably would have done it. But yeah. we're still two and a half hours away from there.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, it's, just, it's still a <coughs> in it, darking. Um, oh, massive. Yeah, and so you, so I guess what you did then was you, when you pulled in, you started googling where, which grounds you were near and finding out which games were on.
1: Yeah, uh, we looked at two Avonchurch and uh, Rugby, and I thought people were saying, "I did like put your hands up if you want to go home, put your hands up if you want to go here." here. And I thought we're not going to get anywhere because someone's going to be upset, someone's going to yeah. be happy. You can't please everyone, so I thought, well, I know it sounds singular but I, I run the bus that day. It was me. It's my call. Sounds a bit arrogant, but it is, and that's where we decided to go. I thought, no, we're going to have to go. So everyone enjoyed themselves anyway. What so, was
0: what was the split on the when you put when you asked for a show of hands? Was it like uh, it was four, one one, but...
1: four wanted to go on? All oh, right,
0: one. so it was pretty much a unanimous decision then to stay out. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So three made the way home. Three had gone out, just got a train and gone home. Apologised right. to one, but. It's out of my hands, isn't it? There's nothing I can do.
0: Well, you, I mean, it's democracy in action, there, Ben. Man, isn't it? You know, you put it out there. Most people wanted to stay. You made the call. Um, you know, you were very you handled it very well. There wasn't an insurrection or a mutiny on the booze bus. So
1: no. Well, uh, I was, I, well we met in the morning. I said to everyone, "Listen, you know the script now. There's an inspection at eleven, but I think it will go ahead because." They've called it for eleven for a reason. They probably think it's going to be on, but clearly not.
0: So before we before you, you tell us about your experience at, down at Rugby Town, which was obviously the game that you ultimately decided to go for. What's your views on how the thing was handled in terms of the inspection at eleven? You know, leaving it that late for a game that is such a, such a distance. Now, obviously, the Boer and Wood game. Um, it was a similar circumstance, wasn't it? They, yeah. In fact, in fact, it was at, at Boundary Park. It was called off an hour before the game, so it's um, it's not like Latics. You know, there's no high horse to get on there, really, in terms of that. But what, from a fan's point of view, how do you feel about yesterday?
1: Uh, well, they, they clearly knew the pitch was unplayable because they did tweet that. Didn't it? When with they called the an inspection, so. They said it the chances are it's gonna be off, but yeah. they want a further inspection. I've heard, I got told, I don't know how true this is, Matt, but I got told Latics were desperate for it to go ahead and they were the reason why the inspection were called. Don't they heard the same?
0: Well, the thing is, for me it's like if a pitch is rock hard, it's rock hard. And yeah. if it's rock hard on Friday night, it's gonna be rock hard on Saturday morning. Yeah. I, I I don't see how there's gonna be you know, the 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 freeze that we had was was deep, wasn't it? It was cold. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, five, six, seven degrees under, uh, uh, you know, depending on where you were in the country, even more potentially. So it, it it got frozen solid. I saw a couple. I saw the one from Eastley where they were showing you how hard it was. I saw the one that the Bradford groundsman did about yeah. you know, how it was playable at one end of the pitch and absolutely rock solid at the other end of the pitch. Um, so it's like a boundary park where most of the pitch can be playable, but that one side in front of the main stand is, is solid. And if it's solid, yeah. it's solid. It's not just going to thaw out. It needs a sustained period of warm weather for it, to, for it to thaw out. So for me, it seems like no matter how desperate people are for the game to go ahead, if pitch is frozen solid, it's frozen solid and the game's yeah. not going to happen. You call it off on the Friday and you save everybody the hassle of travelling. That seems like a far more logical approach than... Um, than leaving it until the morning, when in, you know, there's a 99.9% chance the pitch is going to still going to be in the same state it was the night before. So it seems a bit daft to me, uh, considering that the only games, that two games went ahead on artificial pitches, which you'd expect, um, and then it was just Kidderminster and I think there was one other that might have been Midlands based. Um, yeah. That went ahead as well, so uh, it seems like it seems for me it seems like a bit of a, a bit poor that that it wasn't just cancelled on the Friday.
1: I don't mind eleven o'clock inspections, Matt. If it's an hour away, an hour and a half, we can deal with that because you could actually mm. set off when the inspection's done. You say, yeah. How can you set off at eleven? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't set off at past eleven tomorrow when you know it's on. to easily, yeah, you no. probably could just no. about probably make it. Just without any problems, traffic and nothing. Yeah. So, it's just not, not likely there, that though,
0: is it? Not likely to travel no. the whole length for the country and, and not experience traffic delays and all that kind of stuff. And look, nobody wants. Nobody,
1: nobody,
0: nobody's going to. Yeah, I mean, the, the pitch is not going to be. It's not going to be possible at eight o'clock because it's been dark. It's only just getting light in it, so yeah. the night time's not going to have thawed out. Just it's it, uh, at this time of year, unfortunately, at this at this level. Um, pitches don't it's the undersoil heating that keeps the that keeps the, the pitches playable all, all, all the games yeah. would have been off over the weekend otherwise so I don't know if went I think maybe Chesterfield did when they built their new stadium they might have had undersol heating in because their game was on recently won at their home game but um if if you've not got the undersoil heating it's not going to be on um pretty much um so rugby obviously rugby town they were they were in the a part of the world where they'd obviously not had quite such bad weather and their pitch was was playable. Tell us a little bit about Rugby Town then, and your and your and your day out there.
1: Well, uh, well, obviously when I decided it was we were going there, I would give him a call. I would give, give him a call. I said I spoke to someone. I said, listen, I know you've done an inspection again. Def- I just want to make sure the game's definitely on because <laughs> we don't want to double whammy, do we? You know, i going somewhere. No. and That's off as well. But we said no, it's on, and they can accommodate us. So the guy was quite nice. So. You know, he really said, Please, we appreciate it, you know, it's there's money in our coffers and there's something we could do with. So anyway, uh, we rocked up there. They're supposed to charge for the coach to get on the car park, but they actually give it us free, which which you probably expect them to, you not know, You when fifty lads are turning up that are all going in the ground. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It was only a tenner to get in. So I know other lads wanted to do all the alternatives and go to a bigger game, but that's another expense from where uh, 30, 40 quid a ticket at some games. And people don't want to add that onto the expense of the day, do they? You know, they're also paying an extra tenner that the deep shouldn't have had to pay because it's a game that we, it's not for that. You know, they're not going to that game. We're going to that and that's off. So it's another expense. Yeah. So I just wanted to keep it down to a minimum. And that was the best option. Uh, obviously, we had, like I said to you, we had Avalchurch to look at and we had rugby. And I thought, do you know what, we'll go there. And when we got there, they. The guy was so happy. We're like, can't believe you decided to because why? I went no, well, you know, you, you only get two hundred at home. You can do with uh, the revenue, in my opinion.
0: Brilliant. And they're in the they're in the which league is it? The Midlands Premier or something? Midland Northern Premier.
1: Midlands. Exactly. Yes, South. Something like that. Yeah, some guy did tell yeah, it's me, dope. But it does. So they're um,
0: yeah. they're. Um, the nineteenth in the table, is that right? Yeah, the second bottom. Yeah, and Rushton and Diamonds,
1: is that yes. who they played yesterday? Re Reborn though, I think it's because we yeah Reborn play, yeah. We? yeah so well, they, they weren't. They, they, they,
0: they, yeah, they made it into like into League One, didn't they? At some point. Yeah,
1: we played when we got the manager off yeah. it We all maybe remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that yeah, I think they went bust and get yeah. another team so you know they, them two are struggling because I've said to everyone I went let's go and get a good game and I didn't realise where they were in the league and someone had said hey man check where these two teams are at league I checked at the both <laughs> But until I thought oh, my god <laughs> it's <laughs> going to be <laughs> you know what was it, it? Right.
0: What was it like then? What was um, what was the the game of football like? I mean the Russian and Diamonds are like well bottom, aren't they? Like they're currently on eight points and Rugby are on seventeen. What what score was it yesterday?
1: Uh, Russian had won two 0 Right. So right it was so a bit, bit of a poor game, Matt. If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah. I honestly can't remember uh, Rugby having a shot on target and then exaggerated. In fact, can't remember having, having a shot. Wow, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. But it was just good to have a drink on terraces as well. Yeah. You know, walking down with a, with a beer and, you know, it was good. The fans were really... Uh, everyone were coming up to ever the Atlatics fans shaking hands saying, this is brilliant. This. And in fact, two rugby fans were coming up to Atlantic before end of the season.
0: Brilliant. This, is, this so, is why I wanted to... This, I mean, obviously, like, um, Dave and Andy were... were it's so... Because it wasn't a game, it was a bit of a sort of like, should we, shouldn't we, with the podcast this week? And and Andy had something else. Obviously, like I said, he's going for dinner with the Swiss ambassador or something. He had something that was bits, you know, he could do. We doing rather than, rather than doing the pod and that. So I was like, mm, I'd really like to get the pod out. And then your story was just, it just stood out because it was just, it's, it's just a proper football story. I love it. It's. Um, a bunch of lads on a coach that, that have gone set out to go and watch a game of football. The one that they wanted to watch is not on and um, they want to stay out because look at the end of the day, you getting on the coach with all your mates is it's, it's for a day out as much as as much as anything in it. That it's of course it's, it is. A, it's a day out first and foremost. It just happens that, you know, you go following latics every week and, and, and but they get the games off. And like you say, you want to have a drink. Uh, you want to have a, a good day out. So you go to rugby, rugby town and then, it makes their day as well. It makes a few, like you said, what f- good, good few extra quid in the coffers, Um, and then the fans there. It's a it, it, they, they last thing they were expecting was a load of uh, Latics fans turning up. But the great thing about that football at that level is it's not like you could just wander into a Wrexham match, is it? No, and just all, all pile in as Oldham fans <sighs> and enjoy the day. Like, but uh, down there at that level, it's a completely different. Uh, reception for you and uh, a different experience. So, I, I just think it's it's everything that's good about football in this country, um, uh, particularly at, at that level. So, I just think it's a really good feel-good story.
1: It was like, it, you know, we had to do something because, you know, I said to the lads, I said, listen, all I'm going to say to you, we, were, we didn't plan to be home before half nine anyway, because we are going easily. What's the point in going all the way home just to sit in a boozer? Yes, yeah. I like a drink is with the rest of them. But we can go to a game and drink on the terraces. Just can't do what you know, have a booze. At, you know, so there's no point in going home. The court has been paid, so just just let's do it. But uh, I don't know how true this is, Matt. I'd like to uh Ruby to uh, actually let us know. But I got told they made uh they made beer, admission, badges, programmes, a lot, they made fifteen hundred quid yesterday off
0: of you lads.
1: Yeah. Don't no, know fun. how true that is. I'd like, I'm going to do a bit of digging so I want to find out myself. But yeah. if that is true, that's brilliant.
0: It is. It's fantastic. And, and the f- clubs need it, don't they? I mean, there's... Of course they do. The football pyramid in this country is amazing. You know, like it really is. It, 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 there's so many teams, so many, hundreds and hundreds of clubs around the country that play a really important part in that community, you know, in the same way that we have our community of fans who travel and and go to home games and all that, these teams provide the same, and it it might be for just for a couple of hundred people, but it's really, really important. And there there was um, one of our directors in OASF shared a a post about Nuneaton Town, I think, or Nuneaton Borough, or whatever the call, I can't remember. Um, You know, that they might be winding up and going under. And these little teams when you talk about the kind of money that that they need to survive and you mentioned like 1500 quid you know it's like what I mean that's like an hour's work for someone like Jack Grealish or something like that isn't it but it's massive money to to these clubs absolutely huge so I think it's just really nice that uh, you can do something positive like that rather than like you said just going home and all right, you would have spent a fortune in the in the lower house or whatever, and obviously they need the money as well. But I think it's uh, I think it's really good that you've done that. Hopefully, it doesn't happen <coughs> too often. Like you know, no, <laughs> it's I be a bit of a one off, don't. don't you?
1: But you know, but that could potentially pay for the uh, next three travels from wherever they're going to away from away from home. Yeah, you know that could pay for renovation. It could pay for could pay for anything. They probably think you're happy with that because, and um, I think it was the biggest attendance I've had this season as well. Could even be three years. I've heard you, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. In the
1: league, in the league. So you know, 50, 60 oh. older vans turning up as well. What was the stadium and the facilities like? But absolutely bang on. I'm telling you now, it won't. Go, if if we went with Oldham tomorrow, you be you won't be bothered. You won't go. I'm not saying you won't be bothered going anywhere, but you do go to some ground and you think, you know, yeah. this is a bit. <laughs> It's not yeah. good, is it? But this crowd, this yesterday, were brilliant. Absolutely. facilities were second to none. Three bar staff on. Takes five minutes to get a beer. Food, quick, everything. Had everything in hand. Two bars, everything going all at once. Brilliant. Nice one. So and you even, picked well. One? One, one of the guys even chucked me around trophy room. They're, come <laughs> here, come and have a look. I said, what's one of them?
0: No, they've got one. <laughs> yeah, I
1: said, one? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, he went. What's the
0: trophy mean? He went. What do you mean? I went.
1: Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: we well, never do anything. No, no. But let let us let's, let's move on to to latics then, and and you know the possibilities of us of us getting trophies. We're obviously not going to get the FA trophy. That that was our last uh, our last game against uh, Hendon. Obviously, we covered that last week on the pod, but it was it was pretty grim. Um, we were obviously hoping to put put it right yesterday. Down at down at Eastley, uh, we couldn't. So we were then looking at the, the other games that were going on in the in the division. And our friends down at Dorking were playing one of the teams that are obviously a Gateshead, who are on a bad run since the transfer window and all that, they, they seem to have, have lost some really key players. But they're in the chasing pack behind the playoffs, and obviously Dorking trying to just put a bit of a gap between them and the and the drop zone. But, thankfully, Mark White and his lads did us a favour, didn't they, yesterday? Yeah. They
1: were, was it
0: 1-0? Yeah, it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, good on them. But like you said, Matt, I would probably won't actually have Gateshead in the thing. you know, they've, they've lost four of the best players, haven't they? I think they yeah. probably could uh, finish it bottom half at table then. Yeah. You know, it does prove it, doesn't it, when you lose a couple of players. But, you know, but we went on to bigger and better things. No disrespect to Gateshead, but... When well it all comes down to, to the,
0: It comes down to the stature of the club, doesn't it? And and like a club like Gateshead can have a great start to the season, like they've got all the all the players in. Um but you know, they get like I mean they get less than a thousand fans at uh, many of the games, don't they? And of course. You know, it's just as soon as a few of them are tempted away by more money, which shouldn't be too difficult to, to offer them better money than what Gates have paid, they're gone and then it just decimates them. So yes, well,
1: they've had two lone players, haven't they? That I think they've been the call. Now yeah. they've obviously got them in the summer on a six month deal, knowing that it's their parent club gonna say, "Listen, if you're doing well after six months, you are having your back." So yeah. it's kind of like, "Well, we can sit third or fourth in in, in you know, end of December, start of January." But if you lose them players, you're just gonna fall. You know. Yeah, yeah. but
0: at least at least what that does is it secures them national league football for next season. Done it by having it a good start. Does. So like yeah. you know, it's and forget that it's that's that's really is. For at, the, at this stage in their development is is pretty much all they can hope for and it's the same with docking like you know just staying in that in that division really is is what it's all about for, for now um, but but for us staying in that division is not what it's all about and just relating it back okay. to you know the the bus and the travels and stuff like that have you have you gone to every single game so far this season? Uh, yes, away game, or home and away? Have you?
1: Home and away. The only one that I was going to be missing was Bowman Wood at home. Um, I was in Spain, and he got called off.
0: Did you so, arrange that? Did you arrange that getting called off then? Because like,
1: that's, uh, well, I, I was quite lucky. I, was like, I, I was uh, when I was abroad. Uh, Bradley were messaging me saying it's going to be off this, and eventually it was, and I was like sad because you know, Bowman are already up here, but, you know, yeah. I would kind of like, my own thing, We're like, well, actually, I'm not going to miss a game. So, yeah. but yeah, I've been every game this season, yeah.
0: Yeah, brilliant. It's a great, I mean, it's a tremendous effort. It really is like, I mean, especially when you, when you look at how far a lot of these games are. I mean, I, I'm looking at, I was working it out this i think i've missed a home game i can't remember why i missed i missed one of the home games this season i think uh and I'm, I'm on course for i think it's going to be 10 away games by the end of the season so for me i think that's quite good i mean i can't do every weekend yeah. away but like you know but i and i just think i've like i want to go i want to go and watch that every game it's just not always it's just not always possible but it's a tremendous effort it really is to go to every single game in the season especially you know when we're when we're down in the division that is awfully and presumably going to be the lowest we ever go. <laughs> do you know?
1: What and I mean? not only that, we're doing we do me and Brad obviously sort travel every week. Mainly, yeah. you know, I think we've I think it's only on a Saturday we've not only done one game and that's hard enough trying to sort all that out as well. So yeah, yeah obviously I don't pay on it so because obviously I'm the one organising. So really, yeah. it does it? It is a bit easier when you're not paying for something, but it's.
0: Yeah, but you do, <laughs> I mean, you do all the you do all the you've got to, there's got to be some kind of return on on all the effort that you put in into making it happen.
1: Well, no know? one would pay if you were doing it. You won't pay. No one would pay, would you? If you're doing it yourself?
0: No, no, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's only like a little bit extra to cover your uh, your your costs in it for everybody else. So it's not like it's. Uh... Oh. But look, I mean, it, the the thing is, what's most important is is that. There's always a presence of of away fans following Latics up and down the country, um, and I think I think it's I think our following this season has been brilliant. I mean, we, we're just getting into the playoffs now; like we just got in there just at the right time, and I think that the the, the coming the coming away fixtures that we've got, there's going to be a, a really good turnout, and I think it's going to be a different kettle of fish having. This top of the table experience for us, isn't it? It's such a long time since we've had. You know, you can travel. You know, the, you know, the mood. What's the mood like? What's the what was the mood like on the bus? What's it been like? Especially, I suppose we have won the last five away games, so we're just having that kind of. Has it has it changed? Has it been different as a, as a uh-huh. as an atmosphere? We're thinking. You know what? We're we're having a bit of a promotion push here. We're having this
1: always out because we're we're our our forms coming away from home isn't it? So when we are on the bus, you know, we've for the last... Have we won the last six, uh, five away from home? Yeah. Am I right? Five away from home? So, you know, everyone's buzzing, aren't they? They can't wait, you know. Everyone's asking me, when I are doing travel, can I get on? You know, the feel-good factor is, uh, you know, hopefully it continues, but obviously it's not going to... We're not going to win every away game, are no. we, you know? No. But, uh, yeah, the feel-good factor, everyone's buzzing. It's like... We, probably because we've started so much success, Matt. Yeah. we start because we've done nothing for that long people are clinging onto this open that would do something because we should be getting playoffs this season, Matt. We should be. I
0: think, I think we will. I think, I think there's, I think when you look at like the resources at the club and look at, look at the signings that we've made, I think, um, so we've signed Conlon who is the experience and youth, you know, 27 peak, you know, peak of his physical, um, fitness and all that kind of stuff. So, Looking forward to seeing him play. Um, the lad on loan from Blackburn Walker, he looks like um, he, you know what he what he did against that. Hendon looks like there might be a player in him. The young lad is it Hammond um, from who we've signed on a deal from Forest Twenty One. Yeah, we've need we've needed that energy, haven't we? We've needed that youth and energy, a bit of pace and a bit of uh, oh, also the lad from Sheffield United as well.
1: Oh yeah, the fullback.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I think Mellon's identified and it was I remember Brad a few weeks ago came on the phone and was talking about just the lack of pace and energy around around the, the pitch. Um so I think Mellon's obviously seen the same thing and, and he's signing young players because what what you get sometimes from people is oh you know, s- scholars and young lads, you know, they're not got but we we've already got a lot of experience in that squad, haven't we? We've got we have, yeah, you like to Hogan and Norwood and and and, and players like that. Um what we've desperately needed is younger players, energy, uh, especially up and down that right hand side, and 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 um, you know that blend of youth and experience. Any good team's got that blend. Yeah. So what what how are you feeling about the signings that we've made so far?
1: Well, I, I've been we've been craving for a right back for ages. No, Sutton's actually played all right quite recently in the last couple of months. I think he's done all right. But we did we have we needed a right back for a long time. Even we've said that we we needed a. Uh, right back in the summer but uh, yes but well, we need his wingers as well like you said this walker's come in now this conlon's come in hopefully he stays fit apparently he's got issues with injuries is that right? you know
0: well, he's had a couple of serious injuries has not he but he's he's got fit he is fit now and he's he's just not been able to get back into the Port Vale side so hopefully he's, those injuries are behind him
1: I hope so yeah and you know like you said Matt we, we need a bit of youth we need like I so said we've got the experience there you need a bit of a mix you know, you need, and it's good that you know kid coming in from a Forest. It looks like he's a, a defensive player, which a defensive midfielder, which we've needed for a bit, haven't we? Well, there's more
0: competition for places in midfield now because what the main problem that we had was, um, especially like early on in the season when, <laughs> you know, we were. It, it, various managers were playing Shelton and, and Sheeran. and it wasn't I don't think it was because they wanted to it was because we just didn't have the options did we with Lundgren no. being injured Gardner being injured we've just not had the the depth in midfield to, to be able to mix it up sometimes you were the game was like you know Shelton and Sheeran were playing together it wasn't working you were looking at the bench and you're thinking there's nothing we can do here to change the game yeah. there's no one we've got in midfield like you, you start making you know and then McGehee comes back from injury and it's like well we can play him in midfield but He's, he's the centre half. He hasn't really got the legs for midfield, and like all these kind of things. So now there's 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 the strength. So when you look at the difference between like what's happening at Gateshead, where they're losing strength as the, as this, we get to this crucial part of the season at, at, at Boundary Park, we're adding to the squad and we're and we're getting stronger. And obviously now the the the, the aim is that that. Um, uh, you know, as, as finished as high in the table as possible, and it's it's got to be third place. You've got to be chasing. Do you know what I mean? So, hundred um, percent,
1: because you're only one game away from Wembley. Then,
0: exactly, and and so it, we're really it's pushing. Massive. So, what about these rumours that we've that we've that are circulating about um, Andrew Dallas? Then, have you have you well, heard about that?
1: I've seen Mike Keegan put a post up this morning with spitfires on. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't, mate. He puts them up. Uh, if you want to have a look at the. Uh, I think he's put some up with Spitfires, so I don't know, you know, what's is it significant to this side? And of course, it is, but I can't make out who it is. Or have you heard anything? In who it is no, now?
0: I haven't. No, uh, I could text him now, <laughs> see if he comes <laughs> back to it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, Andrew Dallas has been he's a Barnsley player, um, and he's been on loan at Kilmarnock, and Barnsley have recalled him. Um, so whether or not. Whether or not he's uh, he's been recalled for, for because he's going elsewhere, I have no idea. But that that's how, that's the rumor. Um, I think we're, we're, hasn't hasn't he been a
1: rumored target in the past? Yeah, he was a target in the summer. Yeah, I yeah. generally got told that we were signing him, and obviously he went to Kilmarnock this season. I think he played fifteen games. I don't think he scored either, by the way. And obviously, right. Bantive got brought him back. To progress his career because obviously he's not doing anything up there. Yeah. But if you look at the Barnes's tweet, he says that uh, we're looking to move him on and we'll have him back in the summer. So right. we're making a big oodah with this signing. So is it him because we're not going to make a oodah over a loan signing, are we, or are we?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I don't. I tend to just wait and to see when it comes out. <laughs> when yeah. the news comes out, then it's like, okay, that's a la- that person is a Latic player now, whatever. Rumours they fly all over the place. Well
1: Major has been he's been leaked, hasn't he? He's av- saying it could be him. Barnet, he, he yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see. I we'll him. see. I, I think I think what, what we can say, um, since Mellon's come in and, and the business he seems to have done is that the signings seem to be better quality. And they seem to complement the squad a bit more in terms of what we need. And I think, look, we're not. We, it's like Andy's been saying on the podcast. It's it's not just about this season, is it? We need to look into next season. The, the players that the players that we sign this season have to be obviously the lone players or you know the, the, the odd one or two short term things. But we need to be signing players that are going to be firing us next season as well. And that might that might well be in the national league, or it might be in. League 2 you know. So that's we need to
1: we, we need to build for the future, don't we?
0: Yeah,
1: we need players. But my next point is, Matt. We need people to leave now. We yeah. need people to leave. The squad's massive now, isn't it? You yeah. know, I don't like name dropping, but I think we been pretty much guessing. I think sounds fans would want to get rid of and but well, the thing is, is him, but...
0: it's about. But it's about it, this is football, and and people, people, footballers know what football's like. You you, you know. You're in. You're in one minute. Sometimes you're flavour of the month, and then then you're not. You're drawing your wage, fine, but it's it's a very very short career, and you want to spend that career playing football. You don't, presumably. But at the same time, you've got your family and commitments and all that kind of stuff. So you've got to pay your your mortgage or your rent and your bills and all that kind of thing. So it must be a difficult decision for a footballer that is on. X amount of money at Latex, and then you know Mickey Mellon comes into the you know v- like very publicly. Joe Nuttall, you know, uh, is, is 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 an example because Mickey Mellon has has come out and, and told us that he doesn't feature in his plans. Joe Nuttall's then got a, a decision to make. What do I do? Do I do I? I've got a contract, so do I stay here and see it out, take me wage, um, don't not play football, and whatever, or do I think right? I have to cut my losses, go and prove myself elsewhere. And um, and then look to get another move again. That's that's none of our business ultimately as supporters. That his individual you know um, affairs in in that respect. Obviously, as fans of the club, we want what's best for the club, and that means getting rid of the players that, that aren't going to play. Um, but ultimately, there's nothing we can do about that, and that is that's now up to the likes of Darren Royal and the board, uh, and the player and the manager. To you know, have meetings, figure it out, come to some kind of a, some kind of an agreement, and, and 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 that it's best for everybody, and 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 move players on. You're absolutely right. We can't. It will only all it will do if we can't offload players is have a negative effect on next season's promotion push because it will yeah, limit the the budget available it. and put us under more financial pressure. And it'll also make Mickey Mellon's job a nightmare because he'll have all these players to manage and keep try and keep happy and stuff. So. It really is in everyone's best interest that if you're not going to play, go and find another club.
1: Well, I, like I said to you there, Matt, I didn't want to name drop, but I'll I, I look at Nuttall and Shelton for me. They're never yeah. going to play for us again. Never. Oh. You know, and you know, they're in next season as well. we have got another yeah. year and a half, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. you know, we, we do need to get rid of them. We do need to get rid of them. You know what? We should look at them and think, we should know myself You want to play football. You're a footballer. Yeah. You don't want to just turn up training. That's no. it. You're not in the squad. Go out no. and get
0: football. There's surely someone come in from that. The thing is, though, is I mean, I want. I genuinely want what's best for everybody. I don't want players to be unhappy. I don't want. You know, like move. You know, the moving on sometimes is the best thing that you can do anyway. Because it sometimes it just doesn't work at a club. We've seen it so many times where players have come into lattices. It's not worked for them. They go somewhere else and it works out brilliantly for them. And I'm sure that happens all over the place. So it's. It's the changes needed for everybody. Let's hope like, so that it can be it can be figured out. Um, I hope
1: so. I hope I, I reckon we need at least another five, Matt, because we keep signing with how many have we made this month? Four five, four, five? Four
0: now, yeah. Yeah.
1: Four, you know. So and no one's left and and we've got Tollik coming back, haven't we? next week? Well,
0: yeah, he's still on the books, isn't he? So
1: <laughs> you know, we've got him as well. So that's another player that is probably yeah. never gonna play for us again and he's still on yeah. the books. I know he's at Kinneminster, but they're not going to be paying all his wages, are
0: they? The thing is, is that when the club—and it is the club who sign a player. It's not a manager. It's not David Unsworth's responsibility once a player has been signed. It's not he's still not <laughs> responsible for that player or his wage. It's the club that is responsible. Yeah. So when when we sign these players on these contracts, if you know if it's been a mistake, you know we're responsible for that player and that player's contract. And if as the club then has to make a decision. So sometimes maybe they just have to they just have to sit down and say right this is this is the payoff. Make you an offer. Uh, yeah. We need you off the books. It's going to cost the club. It's going to cost us this much. But that's the risk when you sign a player on a contract. You know that you are then you are then liable for that, and you have to. So uh, you know it might end up being that the, the likes of John O'Tal Talit Shelton. It, it costs the club money to get rid of, of them but that's does. just the way it, that's just the way it goes yeah. in it and that's why then you know you got to be bringing in players and signing players that have a value so if you know for example you've got to you know pay off x amount of players but then you know maybe i'm not suggesting that we want to sell someone like hobson because he's you know we want to keep him but Absolutely. if sometimes if you've got a player that you can get out that you can sell the money comes in it pays for some of that stuff and that kind of thing it's it's it becomes that's the football business side of things that that needs to happen you can't just keep paying off players and not get anything back in return um and obviously signing this young lad like Oliver Hammond you're looking at players that there is potential value in as well down the line do you know what I mean so well, sure,
1: is it it's Matthew it's
0: that- we're at the, we're at that period where the club is having to invest and some of those investment, I mean, they're always going to have to invest. And, and they, when I said a club, I mean, the, the owners, the Rothwells are putting money in. It's costing money, way more money than it's than they're getting in return. But hopefully within, you know, a, a relatively short space, space of time, they'll start seeing some of that money come back in, in the in, you know, in things like promotions and um, and and sell-ons and, and, and that kind of stuff. But
1: in the we minute, we need to get out. We need to get out of this league, Matt. I'm so desperate. I, I, I we do. And I, I, know it seems easy, to say, we need to get out of it, Matt. I really, I'm desperate. And I am, I am. I'll admit it. I'm desperate. It's not that I've got. I don't want to go to a place. You know, something new is good. You know, going and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. But Matt, no, we need. If it's, I want it to be this season. You know, we, we have got a chance. Obviously, if we get in the playoffs. It's an absolute up, But you know, like you said, Matt. Build the foundations now. Get a squad ready for next season as well, because if, it, if we don't go up, yeah, we've also got next season. So it's. I mean, I'd, I'd love, I'd
0: love us to go up in the playoffs this season. Go to Wembley. I mean, I've been, I've been keeping the fourth of May free for, um, you know, for that purpose uh, that we that we're going to get to Wembley, but. Um, You know, got offered a gig last night for the Fourth of May. Was I did a gig at the at the railway in writing last night with Spike Thailand. Really good night, by the way. Um, And um, someone said about playing on May the Fourth. I can't keep it free. It's the playoffs. Play a final. You know, got like play at Wembley. Well, and that might be it. Might be the warm-up acts for the playoff (laughs) finals. You know, but you know, but and, and obviously, don't get me wrong. That would be my preference this season. But in next season, it'd be nice if we're going to just do what Chesterfield have done this season. If, if, if we have to be here next season in this league, I want us to do what Chesterfield have done this season. Absolutely. And just and go out there and just win every game pretty much and just at Christmas be like, yeah, this is virtually in the bag. We've done it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But nothing goes playing sailing with last season. But Mick, Mickey Mellon's done it with Tranmere, then got he? up through the playoffs, didn't he, yeah. at Wembley? You know, you know, so he's capable of doing it. Very capable of doing it. But then, Mark, I've looked at the playoffs and how they work. And, you know, you could actually, let's say, for example, you're eight now. You get in on the playoffs on the last game of the season. You could be out by Tuesday night at nine o'clock, half nine. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a quick turnover. You lose yeah. one game, you're gone. Yeah. So yeah. that's why, Mark, like you said, it's imperative we need to finish in that top three. Because yeah. you are at home in the playoffs, and you're 90 minutes away from Wembley. Obviously, yeah. I know our form's been away from home; it's been brilliant. But I want to be at home, Pack Boundary Park out. Yeah, That's what I want. Getting that top three.
0: I agree, mate. And we, we, I just, I hope now that um, between now and the end of the season, that the attendances and the atmosphere at Boundary Park are, are really, really good. Um, we, I know we've got. York and Halifax to come away from home. they're on Tuesday night but I think we'll take a, we'll take really good followings to both those games um and you know I'm we'll, I'm sure as the season goes on uh, even though there's quite a bit of distance that the that the away fan followings are going to be brilliant but boundary park needs to be it needs to be full, it needs to be intimidating, not necessarily going to be full, but like, you know, packed and intimidating yeah. for the, for the, um, for the teams that come here. Because if we can, if we can just turn that home form around and, and keep the away form going, then, then we will finish third, won't we?
1: Absolutely. We're starting with Tuesday, that's it. Third, don't it? So or could do a week for them.
0: Massive game. Like, and we've, yeah. we've got all the, you know, we've got teams that are up there, uh, Bromley at home. We've got, to, we've got to play them. Um, Chesterfield that yeah, we've got and we've got
1: top, top three both to play at home so yeah,
0: yeah it's 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 massive It's really is it's exciting isn't it though I mean it's not we're not at least we're not you know in, the, in, in in recent seasons we've been looking at the looking up above us as we've been down in relegation spots you know when we were in League 2 and Looking at who we have to play, and so, say, "Oh, we can we can get a bit of ground on them, and if we beat them, we'll be, you know, we might come out of the relegation zone and all that." So, but well, we've got we're in the top seven. We've got um, we've got Rochdale at home. We've got Altrincham away. We've got Barnett at home, Bromley at home, Chesterfield at home. All these teams that are, that are in and around us, um, the teams that are behind us. Halifax, we've got to play them. Uh, Aldershot, we've got to play them. So it's yeah. um, it's it's in our hands. If we beat all these teams. Then we're going to be yeah, we're that's... going to be securely in the playoffs, and the you know the situation is like looking at Barnett, we're um, twelve is it thirteen points behind them, thirteen points behind them. So we start on Tuesday by 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 bringing that down to to ten by beating them.
1: Yeah, it'd be difficult. we on Tuesday. We should be beating them, but it's going to be difficult. It is, mate. It is. Hopefully, obviously we have their winger off on before Tuesday. Yeah, that would be ideal, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know, so but you know, it's exciting, like you said, Matt. We always looked up and thought up and below us and think, actually, can they get a bit of ground on us now? We are struggling, we may go in the bottom four. You know, it's it's exciting the future right, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. is. I'll start from Tuesday. It's, it's got milder today, so hopefully that um little spell of games being off is is over and um we can we can start with um Barnet on Tuesday
1: and then walking home on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, two own games now in it. So yeah. you know, we've um, uh, I think who's our next away? Who's our next away? Uh, Ebb into it, which is on telly as well.
0: That's right. Yeah, on the third. You know, yeah. So
1: you know, we've got three winnable games here. We have, and then we've got a free weekend. I think. Then I think we have a free, Yeah, three that's uh,
0: the the game that we should should have been playing Bromley innit? it, and they're yeah. they're in the FA Trophy. So, that's my birthday that weekend. Um So, I was, I was I was looking forward to it. Well, my birthday's on the Friday, the 9th, and then the Saturday home game against Bromley was was going to be part of my birthday weekend. But now I've, you know, got a free Saturday, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But um might go to Rugby Town. You know. Oh,
1: yeah, get down there, Jake. We'll get another coach going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, true, sure, the a... lads said, they got, like I said to you, Matt, too, the lads said they're going to come up to me before, yeah, before end of the season, get a game and come and watch us. He said, well, you know, so you, you do, mate. You know, you get a bit of things going with them, don't you? You know, fair play. But that's it. I, I I I like the the
0: way that our our fans conduct themselves. I you know, you can go to somewhere like that, just make a lot of friends. People go away and talk about it. A lot of Latics fans. Get. It's good. It's great for the reputation of the club. You know that is. I, and I, I think that. You know, we've had the issue. Obviously, the Rochdale game is going to be a twelve thirty kickoff in it because of the 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 aggro that that, that was at, at Spotland. And yeah. but on the on the whole, I think our club and our supporters do us proud week in week out around around the country. When when you know we the, the experience that clubs like Dorkin and Hendon have had when they come to Boundary Park, it's brilliant. I think and you know there's there's no room really for 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 aggro in life. It's it's not. Life's too short. You're better off making friends of than enemies. There's, there's, there's really no point. And 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 I I hope that you know as we progress through the through the leagues and our our away followings get bigger and bigger that people say yeah Oldham have got class support and I think that that people do do say that I, I look at I looked at um I think it was Brentford play was it Wolves in the cup during the week yeah uh, and their their away yeah. following was pitiful for a Premier League club. In the FA Cup, you know, I look at it. I look because you, you look at these things and you could naturally you compare it to your own team support, don't you? Yes. And you looked at it and I thought, a midweek game in the FA Cup from a Premier League side. And that's when you realize that Brentford, although they're in the Premier League, they're not really like what you would call a Premier League club, are they? And they've not got Premier League support because Premier League support means you're at Wolves in the week, wherever. You, you pack out the away end, you know. Look, look at look at look at. Plymouth. I think I mentioned it on last week's pod, but Plymouth's away following is fantastic. They're, they're travelling numbers week in, week out. You know, someone like Middlesbrough on a week night, they'll take thousands of fans with them everywhere they go. Um, but Brentford is still, you know, when you look at their away following, it's like for games like that. Then you realise, really, that they're really overachieving, aren't they? Of course, that level. yeah.
1: You know, so, I, but like you said, our away our way, tennis is, you know, we, we would, I think we would have took 400 yesterday. I know we only sold 200 and odd tickets, but people decide on the day, don't they? off? Yeah. you know, the night, you know, so I think we would have took 400. Our way, tennis is, it's, it's, I've been blown away by them because, yeah. and at home as well, Matt, I just, everyone says, yeah. it's, it's, it's mad that you've been relegated. Obviously, it helps with, uh, you know, with having Frank here and everything, but. We average about—is it six thousand five hundred at
0: home? Yes, yeah. and I
1: mean, you have, you have know, to take into
0: account that the the away followings that come to Boundary Park are a couple of hundred most weeks. So that is primarily home fans that are that are making up the attendance. Is. So yeah, no, it's been fantastic, and it's because it's been that whole change of of in um, mentality that you feel like the club is has come to the bottom of 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 where it was, and now there is renewed hope and optimism for the future and 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 everyone's fired up for it again and that's why it's really important that this season finishes well whether it's if it finishes amazingly well remains to be seen but um you know being in the top six being in the top five the top three changes the the whole outlook for next season it affects the season ticket sales it, it affects everything it it increases the revenues for sponsorship and hospitality you know hospitality at lattics needs to get bigger because it's all sold out already until the end of the season in the national league on the back of a season that's not been particularly brilliant by any stretch of the imagination but people want to be involved in lats again whether it's fans sponsors whatever and it's just it's just brilliant it's it's after everything we've been through bin man It's just a good feeling, isn't it? Oh, he's gone. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Are you there, mate? Right, I think that'll be a natural place to end the podcast then. Thank you for listening to the Boundary Park Alert System at QPod Production hosted and produced weekly by Matt Dean, Andy Halliwell, and Dave Bradley. QPod is Oldham's only dedicated podcast production company. And if you'd like to learn more about how podcasting can help take your brand to the next level, visit kupod.co.uk. A huge thank you goes to all those people who subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. We really appreciate you all. Please visit oafcpodcast.co.uk and click Be a Supporter or find the link in the show notes if you'd like to help us fund the show. It's only two ninety nine per month to subscribe, but if you'd rather make a one off donation, please visit buymeacoffee.com dot com forward slash oafc podcast or click the link on our website. Don't miss the Latex Football Phone in every Wednesday live from eight thirty p. m. Please visit youtube.com dot forward slash at oafc podcast and do hit subscribe while you are there. You can also follow and interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at oafc podcast. Big thanks go to Eileen Finnegan for writing our excellent weekly blog, which we encourage you to read on our website every Saturday morning, and also to Paul Prendergast for providing us with all the Latix Mind questions. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion, and for more information, visit bandcamp.com forward slash Records. If you'd like to be a guest or contribute to the show, we would love to hear from you. Until then, see you next time.